Hey there. Welcome to the special edition of Engage Cast, a podcast about riveting ghost stories. In this edition of Engage Cast, we speak with the marketers across 15 different industry verticals to gauge the impact of COVID-19 on their business. The virus outbreak has certainly changed the dynamics of the businesses since it first emerged in late 2019. This initiative will help us to understand how has consumer behavior evolved in the past few months? the adaptation of new consumer engagement strategies and critical focus areas for brands to emerge victoriously in 2020 episode 1 explored the impacts on the healthcare ecosystem of india with meera ayer cmo of medlife in episode 2 we will be speaking with manav sethi group cmo at eros international manav has 20 plus years of experience into marketing communication and pr He has also been the founding CMO at Alt Balaji, one of the leading OTT brands in India. This episode has been hosted by Priyam Jha, brand marketing manager at Webengage. So let's dive in. Hi guys, my name is Manav Sethi. Happy to be on the Webengage podcast. Hi Manav. Uh, good to hear that Webengage teams are healthy, safe and happy. So basically if you look at last 40 45 days right this uh, entire pandemic that has uh, arisen out of nowhere i think there are few uh, industries that has been severely hit whereas there are few of uh, you know such uh, verticals where we've seen incremental consumption mm-hmm. right whether there is online gaming whether there is online entertainment uh, online commerce in essential categories online health etc have seen you know a renewed uh, priority and largely because of the constraints that today india as a country is going through right so i'll sort of talk about uh, ott play sure. um, i think what what we have seen in the recent past is a uptick in the conversion right uh, in 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 terms of uh, consumption in terms of watch time in terms of people interacting engaging uh, consuming shows that possibly they didn't uh, you know have time to watch earlier mm-hmm. or discover earlier mm-hmm. i think uh, you know this is also the time where we as a team have uh, thankfully because of the martech stack that we used uh, have also seen a lot of effort and inputs on the retention you know side of the thing right because customer acquisition is one part and today you know that channel breadth that you otherwise enjoy right and the media mix that you otherwise enjoy the times that we are in you you only have as much you know platforms where the consumptions are happening right. so i think uh, from a marketer standpoint it is much relevant to focus on you know the from a customer life cycle management standpoint and see how much you can do on the retention side and we've seen some very healthy conversion uh, metrics on the retention side as well brilliant right? brilliant entertainment is again one such category where you know we have been witnessing a structural shift from tv uh, or linear you right. know sort of consumption models to ott models uh we have in fact seen on the tv side uh, upswing you know when doordarshan uh, sort of decided to bring back old uh, shows like doordarshan or or uh, bharata which is again one kind of pg but the kind of pg that has you know sort of tasted blood in tasting uh consumption on ott apps i think that is something which this 
uh, last you know 40 45 days mm-hmm. presented as an opportunity all of us who are you know in some way whether we are consumer or marketers or stakeholders have been hearing and talking a lot about content discovery on the OTT platform right okay. from a marketer standpoint in a normal day when you are you know launching two shows a month your velocity of creative content consumer comps and media comps is such that you are focused largely on the new show launches, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But today you can actually step back and say, what are those hidden gems? What are those shows that people had not uh, you know, discovered or people started to watch and didn't finish, right? So we have you know, sort of invested in efforts where we are going back to the consumer saying, hey, you watched two episodes of this show or eight episodes of the season one, and this is the climax you know, waiting for you, right? And from a consumer standpoint also, it is today the life allows you right, mm-hmm. to discover those hidden gems, which, you know, in a normal course of life, you didn't have time because of your busy schedule for the day. And it is also, again, a push from the supply side because no new content is coming on board unless those platforms, you know, where you already have uh, finished content in place and you are now taking it live, right? So. It is something which is, you know, impacting from both the sides, but lucky we are that, you know, the nature of the business that we are in, uh, we have seen an upswing. And, uh, you know, people that I've spoken to in my peer group in the industry, we hear that there is upswing on education platforms, on health platforms, on essentials as a category in in e-commerce side. I mean, the other day I was, hearing uh, Mr. Sodi from Amul talking about that how, you know, milk and milk products, you know, have uh, been in huge demand. And thankfully, from the supply side, the states have helped and uh, ensured that the last mile access is there, right? So I think uh, this this period has, has brought in, um, again, you know, speaking from a marketer standpoint, uh, it'll be stupid to, you know, stop marketing efforts in all shape and form. I think this is a time to be both defensive as well as, you know, play your uh, right curves. Uh, because, right, th- these are the times which will bring about the patterns, the consumer shift, the consumer cohorts that right. possibly never existed before. Very it's unique. Where it so. is imperative for a marketing team to really look at or keep continuing to look at the data mm-hmm. that the platform and the ecosystem at large is presenting back, right? Mm-hmm. Because it is not that you will, you know, if I look at it from a general e-commerce standpoint and having done e-commerce in the past, right, I can say that you may not buy the premium shampoo that you used to use because that may not be, you know, available right now, right? But at the end of the day, your shampoo, soaps, your daily groceries is something that you would continue to buy, right? So from a brand standpoint, right, there is no merit in sort of talking to your TG when you don't have access or distribution enabled, right? And which is why from a merchandising standpoint, a platform which would otherwise not, you know, sort of bring at four, uh, low margin, high volume products, right? Today, they have no choice but to talk about those. So whether you look at Big Basket, whether you look at Amazon, whether you look at Flipkart, or you know whether you look at any such uh, consumer platform, they're talking about staple stuff. They're talking about essential as a category, right? And I think that's the, the, the key uh, 
inside, right? And uh, you also asked me that how does it look like on the other side of it, right? So I think um, I haven't yet met anyone who has a definitive reply to that. And and uh, you know my belief is on the basis of whatever I know and whatever is out in the open that I think as far as the normal is concerned, once we have a one dollar vaccine available at your neighborhood store, that's when you're looking at normalcy to come back, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And once normalcy come back, you would see consumption upswings to happen because at the end of the day, I would go back using the same shampoo soap that I was using, provided that is available to me. <clears throat> Absolutely. One. Uh, second, now how far is that? No one knows. Anybody's guess, right? But uh, if you hear again the efforts that are happening in India, Israel, US and UK, you realize that, you know, it should be anywhere about two to three quarters from now, right? And that is where I think the, the, the sort of comeback would also uh, look like. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, uh, you know, marketing spends, uh, media mix, I mean, uh, we have already seen that, you know, print has taken a huge hit because print circulation, you know, sort of completely cut down, right? TV has taken a hit because from a CNS standpoint, there are no more new episodes, no more new shows coming in, right? From a OTT platform with banked heavily on sports, right? Because IPL got delayed, so I'm sure they would also be, you know, re-looking at the strategy, but this silver lining is that they got Disney Plus launched, right? And if you look at the the numbers, the numbers again are very, very healthy, you know, numbers. So that was a pretty smart thing to do, if you ask me, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Brilliant, brilliant. All great points, Vanav. I'm going to pick on a few of those uh, insights that you have shared. I'm glad that you mentioned that you guys are seeing a lot of traffic, upsurge in traffic right now. Very happy to hear that, of course. Uh, in the early messages that we are also getting from the community is that a few industries have uh, been hit very hard. A uh, few of them, like travel, of course, are of course, trying to identify uh, ways to remain uh, relevant and, of course, uh, monetize right now. But a few industries at the same time are doing very well. EdTech is one of them. OTT is one of them, of course. Now, I wanted to understand from an OTT perspective, are you witnessing yeah. a new and different user base coming onto your platform? Yeah, so I think, um, you know, we have been uh, one of exceptions in that thought, right? Because if you have a Bollywood, uh, you know, movie, so we have about 12,000 plus movies on the platform, apart from, you know, a few originals, few cookies, and a few other formats, right? So Bollywood movies are across the genre, right? So we have been uh, lucky in that sense that, you know, we didn't have a homogeneous consumption form either from the geography standpoint or from the socioeconomic standpoint or from the language standpoint, right? So in last 45, 50 days, we have seen an uptick across all kinds of consumer cohorts, right? But the largest growth is again from the B and C class sounds, right? Of course, we've seen some upswings in certain uh, content formats on metros as well. But the largest, you know, uh, uptick is from uh, non-metro cities for sure. But again, this is across the languages, across the social strata, across the age groups. Awesome, awesome. So considering that uh, demand is at an all-time high right now, consumption is uh, consumption has increased in unprecedented ways, I'm pretty sure. Nobody would have expected such a massive rise to happen, of course. Has that affected the way in which you guys are uh, going after your marketing strategy? Has it evolved as well? Yeah, 
Of course, right? And, and I, I touched upon uh, briefly in early part of the conversation, right? That our efforts largely are not as much on new customer acquisition as it is on the customer lifecycle once you have the customer on the platform, right? So in terms of the conversion, sending mailers, notifications, you know, your predictive uh, analysis, your recommendation algorithm. So we have, we have you know, sort of thankfully we invested in those uh, web engage, you know, kind of facts where we are now going back to the consumer comms a lot more and we are seeing a very very healthy you know conversion on that so 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 the larger set of focus is on retention rather than acquisition brilliant brilliant which brings me to my next question of course uh, the biggest cut that uh, most businesses have seen has been on the marketing side the first budget to get axed was of course marketing because everybody wanted to say that you know what longevity is the most important we have to extend runway uh, marketing budget needs to be slashed immediately and Traditionally, an acquisition strategy has been favored by most businesses as a great uh, growth vehicle, but that has always been very expensive. Now that the funds are not so readily available, people are now slowly looking back to retention as uh, the ready growth vehicle for most brands. So what do you think right now is the most effective retention strategy that brands can put in place right now, both from an OTT perspective and in general as well? So I think any such platform which has acquired scalable you know consumption prior to being hit by covid i'm sure would have invested in martech stack in automating the customer life cycle right so both on the crm side clm side as well as the loyalty side right to that extent i think today there is nothing extraordinary that you need to do from a retention program standpoint the whole idea is that earlier you were grappled with this notion that how often do you want to go back to your consumer right today you have his mind share you have his time share which was a scarcity earlier right so i think it is lot more uh, you know in terms of how creatively you go back to him in what shape and form you you know you go back to him we have seen some i mean earlier we would do let's say only one notification every three days or every alternate day right we are now doing one every two days right and we are seeing significant conversion from that our mailer strategy are showing uh, uptick in terms of the conversions and people coming back and consuming right our mailers on uh, you know recommending new shows are people engaging with the new shows watching the trailers and watching the content i think if you look at uh, even netflix also right i've been watching that you you know last two three days uh, all youtube mastheads are owned by netflix right so there is at least one entity which is investing heavily on acquisition and awareness as well and that this is the right time to really acquire that um, mind share and time share from a brand standpoint so there is nothing extraordinary that you need to do my my only uh, submit would be that you need to continue to focus on emerging cohorts right and see how those cohorts are shaping up you got to segment it right maybe there were certain segments that didn't exist earlier which exist now for example in e-commerce side we you know spoke about uh, essentials, essentials right which is which, which may be low margin but high recurring consumption so if you are doing everything right from order to delivery you are actually converting that customer which would in times to come show you a very healthy ltv matrix right because these are the times when people also realize that which platform had the wherewithal 
to really fulfill what i intended that platform to fulfill whether it is education whether it is i mean we have seen zoom as a classic case right so i think nothing uh, extraordinary pure common sense keep your eyes on your consumer behavior keep your eye on the cohort which are building up that's that Brilliant, brilliant. I completely agree with the point that you mentioned about uh, identifying the right cohorts of course going after them. While we are on the topic of engagement, I want to understand what would be the best engagement strategy right now for brands because a lot of marketers are grappling with this. They do not want to be offensive right now and they do not of course want to portray the brand in a bad light. So how do we go about engagement? Sure, sure. So I think from creative standpoint uh, of course these are the times where you can't afford to take a slapstick uh, sarky undertones or approach which you could possibly take in a normal you know regime uh, these are the times when you got to be empathetic these are the times when you got to touch the right chords you don't want to really you know make it too humorous because you don't know how a certain uh, cohort will take it in what shape and form i think to that extent the brands have to be really very very clear that you know what tonality what is it that what value prop you are trying to you know commit to and again these are the times where you should not be over committing as well right because under delivery in these times will hurt a lot more than in a new normal absolutely absolutely now uh, i'm glad that you mentioned that as well because uh, you were talking to a couple of marketers earlier and they mentioned that it is very very important right now to make sure there is no uncertainty involved with the phone experience because that is going to uh, really affect the user in a bad way especially in these times where he is very desperate so uh, i completely agree with your point and uh, i'm going to uh, ask a, a different question now sure. uh, to you which is about really assessing the long term impact of covid and being in a business such as yours where content of such content is very very important to uh, really move uh, the mind share and really dominate social chatter as well do you think it's going to be a problem if uh, the covid impact really continues for a long period with respect to new content development and if that does happen is there a workaround for something like that sure so i think you ask a very pertinent question right so uh, it is of course gonna impact for a new entrant or a new platform which doesn't have the length and breadth of either the shows or the movies or whichever format he or she is working on right so all the new launches all the new you know platform brands they should surely you know feel the pinch if they have not invested in building a library uh, but if you look at the latest data across almost all ott platforms right you realize that that you know all virtually all of them in you know before they were hit by covid there was this big sentiment of content discovery that how it's a pain right how there is so much to consume and in a usual manner people don't know what to consume so i think uh, next two or three quarters can easily go by for all of us where there is so much out in the open and so much yet to be consumed right no matter how much marketing money you spend no much how you know bigger tg pool that you had created at any point of time this notion that uh, you know a show which had potential to reach let's say 10 million to 50 million people in a normal day has reached 
10 or 50 million. That never happens, right? Because both from the consumer standpoint as well as from the marketer standpoint, there is so much more that your usual day occupied that when there were normal times, you did not, you could not afford to invest, right? Effort and time both. Today, because you have more hours at your disposal, you would possibly be looking at consuming a lot more, right? So in fact, you know, on WhatsApp groups and on Twitter threads, you can actually see uh, peer group and friends recommending to each other, hey, have you watched this? Hey, have you watched that, right? I mean, I have watched Amazon uh, shows that I didn't know possibly existed on Amazon Prime and amazing shows. And same, you know, applies on Netflix, same applies on all, same applies on Eros, on D5 as well, right? So there is a lot of, you know, content consumption which was waiting to happen. And today, because people have that extra time on their disposal, they're doing that, right? But you're right, if this extends beyond two to three quarters, I think there will be some consumer fatigue that will set in. And I think that is largely, uh, now how to how to address that? Uh, see, of course, if this continues, you can't you know shoot more shows. If you can't shoot more shows, you can't put more, more shows on the platform, right? So you got to you know sort of relook as to what more you can do in terms of user experience, in terms of consumer comps, in terms of your commercial uh, pricing strategy. So I think it'll be some total of all this rather than only the content, right? But again, you need to, from a platform standpoint, you need to look back and see, okay, if this goes for two to three quarters, how many shows I have, what TG I have already catered to, what TG is waiting to be catered to, and out of the TG that I've already carved out for that particular show, have I reached out to 100% of that TG? That is something, you know, those are the questions that I would ask. Awesome. Awesome. I was talking to uh, somebody from the online media space and uh, they told me about a very interesting uh, initiative that they have done. They generally do a lot of these web shows. Uh, of course, all of these web shows are shot uh, professionally and uh, now they wanted to do something similar for a brand and they decided to do a bootleg version where they have basically shot an entire show with uh, the equipment that uh, most of the actors have in their own homes. So some of them have shot them via mobile phones and it's uh, it's pretty impressive. I think uh, it might be the rise of the new bootleg media generation, but I don't really know. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, if you realize that there has been a global sort of movement on uh, shooting new shows or new or short form, you know, content using only the mobile phone. Today, a mobile phone is capable of creating an experience that is worthy of basic consumption. Of course, you know, high fidelity equipment in terms of sound and music could still be a challenge, right? But from a from a storytelling standpoint, right? If if a storyteller is smart and experienced, right? Today, you could do that, right? But is that something that will sustain all through? I have my doubts, right? Because again, when and especially for platforms which are largely not free, right, which are premium SPOD or behind the paywall kind of consumption, there is already a set expectation of a certain fidelity quality, right? And I think that is something which is, uh, which would always be in question, right? We had to recreate. Definitely. Exactly, right. But there are certain stories which could still be told, and right? But then that depends on the nature of the story, the storyteller True. as well. Completely fair, completely fair. Uh, Manav, there has been a lot of talk about the way brands 
need to engage. And of course, we have seen some really uh, interesting examples of the way brands have been engaging as well with their DG right now. One thing is most definitely the dominant opinion is that radio silence from brands right now is not the best idea. It's actually a good time to engage. Uh, if I had to ask you to prioritize the top three things right now with respect to a communication strategy for a digital consumer brand, what would that be? I think A, uh, uh, communicate only what you can deliver. That's one. Second, don't misrepresent, right? Three, uh, your comms have to have a lot of uh, empathy. Maybe, maybe a little bit humor, but don't go on the other side, right? And I think to that extent, uh, also do remember, you know, when you said that, you know, it is not... Uh, prudent to be silent, right? I think it is prudent to be silent if you don't have anything to communicate or anything to add, right? And certain categories which have been so severely hit where the consumption has come to almost a standstill, right? There is no point spending the marketing dollars, right? If you are a premium luxury brand, there is no point for you to communicate if I cannot go and buy that product, right? So you might as well save that dollar, go back to your drawing board, you know, draw out your strategies that once this comes back to normal or whatever that new normal is, you might as well conserve that cash and then go back, right? So there's absolutely no harm, especially for those categories, those platforms and brands where the consumption is not happening right now. As much as they would want to do it, the nature of the the, the quality or the state is such that, you, you know, it can't afford that consumption to happen. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic. Uh, which brings us to the last segment, last couple of questions for you, Manav. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about this, about the effectiveness of working from home. And there have been a lot of different uh, opinions about whether the future of work is remote for us or not. What do you think about this? Do you think we're ready for, we're headed towards a work from home future? Oh, yeah. I think these times are certainly big eye-openers. I think especially the cities where a lot of uh, man hours goes into travel. I think uh, and a lot of those uh, businesses where the nature of the business is such where you're not required to be physically present with each other. I think those businesses should, you know, do some soul searching. Uh, At the end of the day, real estate is a cost. At the end of the day, people spending time in traffic two hours one way is a cost right but of course human interaction is irreplaceable you know that 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 remains the denominator so you may choose to go to a situation where you could say four days a week you work from home two days you come to office right we can do all those things but yes for sure i think a lot of uh, companies have already announced a significant uh, initiative in this respect so yeah, I am surely uh, hoping that a lot of uh, companies will, you know, sort of adopt this new normal of WFH. Awesome, awesome. Which brings me to the very last question. Um, of course, trying to get an opinion from everyone. What kind of an economic revival timeline do you foresee now? Do you think it's going to be six months down the line, or it might be much more somewhere like two years or three years? I don't think it, it is, be, uh, you know, I'm a hopelessly optimistic guy. Let me say that, right? <laughs> and uh, basis, whatever is out in the open, I don't see more than two quarters, right? So six months is where we should be look, looking at, uh, you know, uptrend to start happening. 
I hope I hope that is completely true, completely fair. We are all uh, <laughs> rooting for that. Manu, thank you so much for your time. I'm done with my questions. I had a fantastic chat. Thank you so much. Happy to be with you guys. Awesome, awesome. So that's all we had in store for episode number two. We will be back next week with episode number three, which features Abhishek Shetty of Celio India. Till then, stay home, stay safe. See ya.